Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my future guest is Tisha Farmer-Janes. She is an author, speaker, and teacher who helps everyday women find joy in building their faith. She lives in Georgia with her husband, Russ, and daughter, Olivia, who is a junior in high school. Their son, Matthew, was just married in November to his beautiful wife, Delaney. Now, Tisha received a degree in Christian ministry from Point University, which helped to flame her desire to encourage women to study God's word for themselves. So many of us read God's word, but we don't actually study it, you know? We don't go deep. Why? Because it's confronting, it's divisive, and it scares us, and it sometimes goes against our lifestyle, right? And then we got to change our lifestyle. We don't want to. We're comfortable. So Tisha is passionate about connecting our lives with the people of the Bible and teaching others how to pursue a personal and contagious faith. Man, wouldn't it be awesome if Christians actually showed up with a contagious faith right now? Absolutely. Told their story. This is what the world's hungry for, right, Tisha, is authentic Christian lives. Like, show me that your life lines up with what you preach. Bottom line. Bottom line. And there's not enough of us doing that. All right. So Tisha has also published three books. Number one, Choices, The Crossroads Between Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. Number two, Ephesians, Living a Life Worthy of Our Calling. And Unexpected, which is trusting God's perfect plan when life takes a different turn. How many of you can relate to (laughs) your life taking a different turn than what you planned? Come on, people. I know mine has. Tisha is about to tell us her story. Uh, But as you know, BC Nation, it's really God's story told through your life. What is the story God's been trying to tell through your life that you've been resisting, playing all small and quiet, right? What is that story? Tisha's about to share hers unapologetically, fully transparent, raw, and honest. Tisha, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thank you, Joseph. Good morning. and Thank you for having me on your show. Um yeah, you've, you've pretty much summed up quite a lot. Um, I am the director of a ministry called Choosing Him Ministries that I founded um, 2017 is when we really hit the ground running. It's when I left my teaching job um, to do this. And it just became so, like you said earlier, so prevalent that um, people needed to hear each other's stories and that 
like you said before, they're not really our stories, they're God's story. That is the whole point of why we're here. Fantastic. Okay, so take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, goodness. So provocative, right out the gate. I know, man, put me on the spot here. Things that my business people would not know. Um, I play the piano, but I only play when I'm the only one in the house. Are you good? I have three songs that I've memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it reminds me of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, right? He said, fear not the man who has 10,000 kicks. Fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. (laughs) Right? Play the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston. And I can bang out some keys. And you're dangerous at it. All right, got it. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, let's get into your story. So take us back in time, kind of um, start us in your faith journey. Were you raised with faith? Were you not? Um, what did early childhood look like? Kind of breeze us through that. And then into your teen years, a lot of us lose our faith, the early college years. Um, and then life bashes the heck out of us. And then we hit the bottom and there's only one way to lock is up. And we're like, oh God, you're still there. Thank you so much. Right? So walk us through your story really quickly. Go for it. Okay. Well, I was raised um, as a PK, a pastor's kids. Um, there's three girls. My family, we like to say, was a um, leave it to beaver style family. Wonderful childhood. Um, amazing parents. Mother stayed home with us. Um, my father, we just were very united and just had a wonderful, very strong faith. Um, when I was 18, my family went on vacation together. I was a freshman at Auburn. Um, and on their way back, I was supposed to meet them to go Easter dress shopping. And a man fell asleep and hit all three cars in a caravan, killing my father, leaving my mother to, I think she barely made it. She was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, my sister and I had to put the funeral on for my father by herself while our baby sister and mother were in the hospital. Um, needless to say that rocked our world. <laughs> it was not something, we had four generations of family that did everything about life together. And um, this put a halt and in in obviously it um, took our faith and shook it up. And, you know, what parents often say, your faith has to become your own. It can't be something I can hand you um, and I can teach you, but it, it has to become your own. My dad used to say, you can't get to heaven on the coattails of anyone. Um, and so that this was certainly a time for that. Um, what really kind of changed the trajectory of my life was a conversation that I had with a friend named Billy. I'd gone home to pay some bills, get some clothes and run back to the, we were in a different city where the hospital was. And he came over and met me and he had been struggling with drugs, struggling with alcohol, um, not in church, but somehow he connected with me and with my father. He'd come over and play basketball and go to church with us. And my dad and him just really connected. And he sat there and he said, Tisha, how can you believe in a God that would allow something like this to happen? And Joseph, I'll tell you, it was one of these moments of when God just puts you on the, calls you out real quick. And I'm telling you, I've never heard his voice audibly, but if I ever had the Holy Spirit just really spoke in my heart and I looked out at the walkway and it was like a line that went across the bricks and it was almost like a line in the sand. And what I heard from the Holy Spirit was, okay, um, this you can either choose to go with me or you can choose to do it on your own, but it's your choice. And I want your answer now (laughs) Uh, because Billy was sitting there waiting for an answer. How was I going to respond to him? 
I'm sitting there with my mom in the hospital. I'm 18 years old, you know, at a loss, feeling very alone, um, even though we were surrounded with lots of people. But I had to give an answer to Billy. And I knew what I said was either putting weight to our walk or it was going to cause him to walk away because we had been ministering to him for years. And really, it really wasn't a conversation between me and Billy. It really was more of God going, okay, are you going to let me use you and use this for my glory? Or are you going to try to do it on your own? And then, and like you said, in 10, 20 years, we'll come back and you'll hit bottom and then we'll start over. Um, so I told it to Billy and I was like, I don't know how I could do life without him. He is my life. He has saved me. And I don't understand his ways or his hand, but I will choose to trust his heart. And that's where <laughs> I get chills every time I say it because I have lived on that statement my entire life. Um, I don't understand his ways often, but I do trust his heart. And that has carried me through some very hard times. So fast forward, um, my family moves on um, or moved through, I guess the grief, now really move on from grief, you move through it. Um, and then my mother remarried and, um, we, my, I married and moved to my, Mobile, Alabama with my husband and we lived there for 12 years and had our two children, Matthew and Olivia. And then we just moved back home. Um, gosh, I say just year, I'm losing track of years. Time's gone by so fast, but, um, my daughter was four and she's 17 now. So I really, I need to catch up. And I, <laughs> but, um. Yeah, we've been here. I went to work um, at a school and was teaching and pouring into kids. And um, then I just felt God calling me to really write my journey. And um, so I started a ministry called Choosing Him Ministries. And there's the, the choice, choices aspect of my testimony. And um, we have people that write for us and God's just really blessed it. But um, mm, Powerful. So Tisha, let me jump in here. Yeah. The question that is so popular, you've heard before, whether it be from atheists, agnostics, or just believers who are weak in faith, is how does a good God allow bad things to happen in the world? To, right? If he's so good, why does he allow suffering? Why does he allow a guy to fall asleep at the wheel and take out your dad and send him back to heaven prematurely, yeah. put your mom in the hospital? And then you've gone through some recent crisis as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, lost your mom to COVID in January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just recently, um, your uncle to a brain tumor uh, last year and your grandfather uh, in December a couple of years ago. So how does a good God, why does a good God allow these things? How would you answer that? Well, I heard on one of your previous podcasts um, something that really, really stuck with me. And you said, you summed up a lady's interview and you said, stop asking why and start asking what. And I'm telling you, that has been just resonating with me. I've got it written down on my desk because we always want the why. And you followed that up by saying, when we continue to ask why, we will always remain frustrated. And, and I think every time we ask why, it's because we're, there's always a follow-up, like a toddler, when you tell them you can't have this, why? You can't, well, because you've got to have dinner first. Why? You can, you know, there's always a, a why coming to follow the why. And we end up very frustrated. Um, and I think one of the greatest gifts you can give someone who's really struggling is something tangible because when you, hard times hit you, you feel a loss of control. You feel helpless and like there's nothing to do. 
And in that one statement of stop asking why and start asking what, um, what can God teach me through this? What does he want me to learn through this? What ways do I move forward? It's a tangible um, action that allows you to focus your grief and your thoughts on something to do. And I think that's what we all ask is that we, you know, yes, he's a good God and we don't understand his ways because he thinks in a kingdom perspective and we're in this worldly selfish circle that we want to know how, why would this just affect me? And he works in so many circles around us that we cannot even comprehend. Powerful. And Tisha, thank you because like, it's good to hear that someone listens right you know it's validation i know you're listening bc nation but are you acting upon what you're hearing that's the question okay so tisha what has happened since you started asking what questions and stopped asking why questions um it provides a purpose you know when i started this ministry is that was part of the what you know not just the why but um what am I going to do with what we've gone through and work? We started a podcast as well. And the whole point is tell your story because your story is not just your own. It's something that God has allowed you to go through. Um, I don't believe that he causes everything. I believe he allows it so that he can work through it because he is more powerful than um, Satan and what he does in this world. There is no competition there. God wins every time you read the end of the story and you'll find that out. But it is in the what that we do. Um, we want people to tell their stories. When someone hears it, they look at you and go, oh, we have this similar story and you made it. You're on the other side of it. So maybe that will give me hope that I will too. And that is so powerful. Not just that you'll make it through it, but that you let Jesus guide you through that. And you're walking with the spirit and learning that there is a kingdom story that you are part of just like all the stories in the bible they're not made up stories they're very real stories and they're stories of people's lives and our stories one day we'll get up there in heaven and we'll be able to talk with the people at the old testament and new testament and our stories will just ping pong off each other um as long as we give god glory but that is our choice powerful speaking of choice you know this is what we're talking about, a permissive will. There's two types of wills when it comes to God, right? There's God's perfect will. It's what he ordains in the world. And if we follow it, it's going to go good. It's going to go well for us. Plans for, for good, not for harm, for each of our lives, each, each of his children. And then there's God's permissive will. This is where he lets us participate with our own free will, which he gave us, right? So God's perfect will, divine, perfect, without error. And then God's permissive will, he lets broken people participate in the decision-making. And this is, I think, where we run into a lot of trouble is not understanding the two. And then blaming God when we use our free will to make poor choices that have real consequences. And then we say, well, God, it's your fault. Why would a good God allow this? Right? And we blame, 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 which is our way of taking full responsibility for the choices we make in our lives. Now, listen, people, I've made bad choices. Teacher, you ever make a bad choice? 
<laughs> every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. And you make good ones, right? Each of us make bad choices, but until you take full responsibility for all the choices of your life where you used your free will and maybe not well, and it have real consequences, you got to like own all that and say, I take full responsibility that I am at this place in my life because I chose things that got me to this place in my life. For example, my finances. I'm 100% responsible for the choices I made that put me in my financial situation, good or bad. I'm 100% responsible for the relationships that I'm in right now that are working or dysfunctional. Like you got to take ownership of these things because when you do, then you could see clearly and objectively what you're dealing with, surrender it to God and move through it and create a different outcome. Tisha, what do you want to speak about regarding that? Well, I think it goes back to the Garden of Eden when you talk okay. about God's perfect will versus um, his permissible will. Um, he had a perfect will and that's how he created us. He created us to be in a perfect relationship with him. But one of the greatest acts of love is the act of choice. Um, and he did that because he could have made us like robots where all we did was follow his perfect will. But is that really love if someone is not choosing to love you? You know, if you have to tell someone how to love you, sometimes it negates that, you know, like I really feel love when you bring me flowers, if you bring me flowers every day. And then, you, then my husband brings me flowers and you're like, it's because I told you to, you know, it doesn't quite mean the same. Not that he doesn't do that. But I do believe that that is one of the greatest gifts of love that God gave us aside from Jesus dying on the cross, that he gave us the gift to choose him. And that is sometimes, like you said, we don't want to take ownership for that choice. We just want the good that comes with it, we don't want the consequences that follow it. And so that's when I say we go back to the Garden of Eden, he made them perfect, but they chose the things that this world has to offer. And um, that's something like ownership is a big deal. Yeah, it really is. It's just everything. Can you give us a, a an example in your own life of when you didn't take ownership, how that worked out? And when you did take ownership, how'd that work out? Yeah, I think something's sticking out <laughs> in my mind right now because, um, you know, we lost my mom in January and you do a lot of reflecting when you lose someone, you know, the, what could I have done? What? Um, and so I thought a lot about our relationship and probably my college years when I moved home <laughs> and it was not really good um, just because my niece just moved home too from after graduating college and just the arrogance that you think you know when you think you're grown and you're young. <laughs> um, I just thought about some of my reactions to her and, you know, how I thought I was all grown up and, you know, it, it hurt our relationship for a little bit. Um, obviously God restored that, but um, yeah, you just, there's a, something that switches where you feel like you have all the authority in your life. And until you learn to, that's full surrender, you don't have the authority. Um, God does. So have the choice but um yeah that's just something that's kind of been in my heart lately like i wish i could have had that conversation with her mm. you work with a lot of women thank you okay and you connect uh the bible stories to their present day reality stories what's the biggest thing you see uh with women um where they struggle or they resist or they feel stuck i know that's a broad question but what shows up um, one of the biggest struggles, um, make sure I understand your question, right. It, of connecting God's word with their life. Is that what you've asked? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Hmm. I think it's the application. I think it goes back even to understanding God's word. So we earlier we read it, we don't necessarily study it. Um, people pick verses out that they love and they're like, this is my life first. You know, God makes everything work to good for those that love him. But do we really understand the context of that? Do we understand what he means and why he wrote that? And when you do, you begin to see yourself fit into his story. But we often just want to pick and choose the things that benefit us in the moment. So one of the things and what I'm so passionate about is, yes, I want to hear your story. And then let me help you lead that into God's story, because that is the whole reason why we're here. And, you know, it's just, we, we all go to school. And why do we go to school? Because you need a teacher, <laughs> a teacher to help you apply what's being taught, whether it's calculus or physics or life lessons or finances. Like you, sometimes we just don't get it in that moment. But when you have someone who can help you and guide you and lead you to understanding the content of what it is, um, that's really what we do. Um, it's just about life stories versus a textbook. Mm, awesome. Real question here. How much time do you spend in silence with God <laughs> per week or per day? Yeah, in silence, um, that is a struggle for me. Hmm. I spend a lot of time in his word. I spent a lot of time searching and researching, but in silence, I have to really make myself sit still. I'm actually heading to the lake um, as soon as this is over, just to be in my mom's house, to be by myself, to be quiet, to not have someone to talk to. And I promise I will not be on the phone, but it is, it is a challenge to just be still. When he says, be still and know that I am God, my mind is always running. There's always something that I'd rather listen to a podcast or, you know, this was good. And God's like, if you'll just be still and quiet, then I can speak to you. And I'm telling you, I'm just real honest. That is a real struggle for me. Thank you for being so real and honest in BC nation. Do you struggle with that? Listen, I, the majority of people I get to speak with struggle with that. I struggled with that big time. I could also tell you once I learned a spiritual discipline of how to do it and effectively and hear from the creator of the universe about me, my life, and you can learn to do it too. Anybody can, and you could get real answers to the real problems you're facing. Game changer, game changer. Then you're living and being led by him. God starts to guide your steps, as the Bible says. You can plan, you can plan your direction, but God guides your steps. See, so many times we're like, God, help me with this, help me with that. God, what about this thing? Bless this person, make them heal them, they're sick, etc. And then we don't actually listen to what God wants to respond. What does he want to say after you just dumped your burdens on him? No, you're out. You're back on your phone, you're back to the kids, you're back to work. And like, imagine like showing up, you have a friend, your best friend shows up with you. And every time you see them, they come and they just start talking, 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 talking about their life. And you're happy to listen. And they ask for your advice. They ask, what should I do? I don't know what to do. And then just as you're about to respond and answer with your wisdom, because you've been through it yourself and you know the way out, guess what they do? What do you think, Tisha? What do they do? <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go back to my problems. They get up and leave without the solution. This is how we show up with God, isn't it, Tisha? It so is. It so is. Um, I think it's so important, like you said, just to learn to spend time with him. I'm, it's, that's a journey for me, like I just said. 
However, I've learned through the starting with my mom, um, she was in the hospital for 30 days and we got to spend some time with her, that there were um, some decisions four or five times a day. We had conversations with the doctors that we had, my sisters and I had to make some hard decisions. And it was our faith walk, the time that we had spent with God before that, that prepped us for the decisions that we had to make during that time. Um, if we had not been as grounded in our faith and that relationship that we did recognize his voice, um, I mean, to have three strong-willed girls having to make decisions, and we were unified every time for 30 days, not one time did someone think differently, is a miracle in itself. Um, but that came from the relationship and the quiet time that we had established, because it wasn't just God of the universe, it was our personal Savior. And because that had been established when we needed him to act and to really speak to us on a timely matter, we just were able to sit back with peace and know that he was going to guide us and he told us exactly what to do. And that is really beautiful because that's that time, our quiet time that prepares us for the time that he really is ready to act through us. Mm. Tisha, I think that goes back to what you started the show out with that has guided your life, which is, I don't understand God's ways but I trust God's heart. Absolutely. Like that's powerful. That's powerful. People write it down, write it down, <laughs> put it up on your wall. Remind yourself God's got you, right? You don't need to understand it. Figure it all out. Just trust his heart. He loves you deeply. All right, Tisha, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, ready. Kind of. Kind of. So I don't know. Oh. What's your favorite thing about God? His grace. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about God? Um, goodness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give me the answer sometimes right when I ask it. Darn it. So God's timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you most afraid of? Oh, you know, losing my kids is something I, a fear I have to fight all the time for because we've lost so much. So I know it's a reality, but that is mm. something I have to fight. Got it. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Um, personally, um, it's probably my health. I have Crohn's disease. And so I do struggle with that, trying to um, mesh my heart with what my head knows. And um, after losing mom has been a struggle with God right now that we're walking and we're fighting it out together, I like to say, um, because I'm trying to trust his heart. I know him. He's trustworthy. But yeah, that's the battle between my heart and my head right now. It's a big battle, yo. It's a real battle. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Way too much time. <laughs> I said eating, would that be really bad? <laughs> it's what's so. Got it. What secret, <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? You know, I'm a people person, so I do worry about what people think about me, and that is a, a, a battle. Yeah, I got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? How trustworthy he was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, BC Nation, look back on your life. 
Look at it all the times that mattered, like truly mattered. God got you through it, didn't he? Yeah. may not have been the way you wanted or thought he should have, but he did. You're still standing. He's trustworthy. What's a new habit you want to create, Tisha? Um, you know, I really would like to learn how to play the piano a little bit more than the three songs that I have memorized. And that's something I probably will pick up more as I get older. But um, yeah, it's just, it's relaxing. It's a stress reliever for me. Nice. What's a bad habit you want to break? Making excuses for exercising. Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop making excuses, yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Mm. Secure in my faith. Um, confident in my calling. Mm. And comfortable with what God says. Okay, good place. Pick three words to describe who you were before you surrendered to God. Oh, that's probably easier. Selfish, um, self-consumed, probably entitled. <laughs> probably or entitled? Absolutely entitled. <laughs> <laughs> probably and absolutely. Kind of buff that a little bit, but no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got it. And last question, T-shirt. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? I would tell them probably how good God is, how beautiful he is, and to not miss the purpose of why we're here. Amen to that. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having that real one-on-one personal relationship with God, giving him control of their lives, etc.? Um, first of all, God is a gentleman. He will not force anything on you. He loves you. Um, and it is our choice whether to enter into that relationship or not. It is the perfect relationship and the one that will guide you and, um, he can offer you eternity that no one else can offer that in his presence. So that would be my encouragement. Choose him. Yeah. BC nation. No politician can offer you eternity. Why are you listening to them? Seriously. Listen to God. All right, Tisha, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? What do you got for them? Yeah, you can reach us at choosinghimministries.org. We're on Facebook at Choosing Him Ministries. Um, we do send out weekly um, scriptures and resources that are available. You can get our books on our website as well. We have an upcoming podcast called Act Two, which is the next season of our life and how God is going to work through that. Um, and that will be launching at the end of October. Amen. All right, Tisha Jones, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you, Joseph. It was an honor. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock? in the morning time is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things you're not keeping your word in the matter you're letting people down maybe your own spouse or kids do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated which is turning into anger are you battling addictions right now 
Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.